Music Times. Do it. Welcome to another podcast of Frantic Times. I'm Paul Chatto. Peter Wildman here. And who are we missing? Rick Green, Dan Redican, and Edie Amin. <laughs> he, he didn't last in the group for, for very long. So we're no. the Frantics. And we're playing for you the uh, sketches from our radio series from the 80s called Frantic Times. It was enormously popular. And uh, we came across a box full of tapes and we thought, damn, we should put these in a podcast. So that's what we're doing. That's right. The show got us very popular. We Our live shows that we were touring across the country became huge after we started the radio show. It was fantastic. Now you're just making me sad. <laughs> you you want to keep doing them, Peter? Oh, I want to go back on the road and play to 900 people. It would be nice. That'd be great. But we've got you and this podcast and uh, these hey, wonderful people. But so. if these podcasts take off, then maybe people will call us and want us to perform live again. Sure. That'd be nice. Sure. So make sure you go to thefrantics.com and book us now, please. You want some proof that we're funny? Listen to this. Oh, Harry, look. Look up on that window ledge. Where? Uh, up there on that office building. It's, it's a pigeon. <laughs> Don't jump! Don't jump! Don't jump! Don't jump! Hello there, pigeon. Want to talk about it? Good. I'm I'm Father Shapatinsky. Mind if I I come out there on the ledge with you? I I just want to talk. Okay. Here, here I come now. Okay. Now please, please stay back from the edge. Now tell me, what's troubling you? I, I think I know. I, you say, I'm only a pigeon. What does one pigeon more or less matter? No, please, don't look down. Don't look down. Look, I, I have some millet here. No, it won't do you any good to jump. It won't do any good at all. You'll only end up on the menu at some Chinese restaurant as chicken. No, if, I tell you, if you're going to jump, then I'll jump too. No, I mean it. That's how much I care for your soul. So choose, pigeon, life or death. What is it? You're flying. You're flying. Okay, then. So will I. I can do it. I'm flying! And so began the legend of flying Father Shabotinsky, the holiest superhero of them all, and his trusty pigeon sidekick, the Holy Spirit. The city's quiet tonight, Holy Spirit. Look there, Holy Spirit. In the window of that skyscraper, a couple of crooks dynamiting a safe. Stop in the name of Pope John Paul II. Tabernacle, look out there. On the window, a priest. And a pigeon, too. I've got a gun. Waste that. And so ends the legend. Of flying Father Shabotinsky and his trusty sidekick, the Holy Spirit. 
possessed with the ability to fly, but rather vulnerable to bullets. It's Rick, and you're listening to the best of the Frantics, because the worst of the Frantics really, well, there wasn't any, actually, we just put everything in here, we didn't care, I, I don't think we, sorry, I probably should be saying, it's great, you're listening to great, the creme de la creme, or as we say in English, la creme de la creme, uh, I have to go. And now with the weather, Canadian Poet Laureate Robert Service. In the northern clime after dinner time, men sit back and share a tale. But the night before us will drown out that chorus with a mighty roaring gale. If you care to roam, you'd best stay at home while the eve's yet fair and clear. For these breezes warm bode a cruel storm and some weather passing queer. There's a wall of cold that has been foretold Pressing on our homes this night And a wicked blow, 44 below Minus 50 Fahrenheit Well, the storm will worsen and drown out The cursing of doomed hunters trapped in pain And then, reconciled, Wednesday will be mild With the slightest chance of rain Once again, it's time for Really People. Really People is the show about folks who are doing individual, unusual things we can laugh at. (laughs) Hi, Sally. Hi, Skipper. Hi. Now, here's our very own Larry. Thanks, Skipper. Sally, I'm here at the Los Angeles Zoo. Did you know that elephants have the biggest teeth? Back to you, Sally. Larry. <laughs> sure is. Yeah, yeah. Now here's Bob with another nutsy story. <laughs> Thanks, Sally. Every small town has its characters, individuals and oddballs who give the town color and give the locals someone to look down on. <laughs> In Peaksville, Alabama, that someone is Arthur Brown. Arthur? Oh, he's kooky, but we love him. <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a crazy nut. <laughs> Is this for TV? <laughs> he's weirder than hell. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that makes Arthur so odd? Get this, he actually reads books. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and he's the only person in Peetsville who does. <laughs> or can. <laughs> While everyone else is out at the drag races, Arthur Brown stays home and reads. <laughs> I, I like books. They're full of inspiring ideas. They take me out of myself and expand my horizons. Whatever that means, right? <laughs> he, was, he was always the odd one. Even in school, he wore shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are from TV. Did he do something wrong? You, you're, you're police, ain't you? Those books are dangerous, right? Meanwhile, Arthur agreed to read one of his books to us. Listen to this. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the summer... We're coming to get you! That's funny. There seems to be a crowd gathering outside my window. You book reader, we'll pay you back before the police do! Why are you doing this? You're all my friends. What's going on? Oh, put me down! Arthur Brown, Pete's Bill's only book reader. 
Really, people salutes his eccentricity. Back to you in the studio, Skip. Thanks, Bob. If you know of someone else with an unusual hobby or odd religious belief, let us know. We'll point it up for everyone to be smug about. For everyone at Really People, Bob, Billy, Larry, Willie, Freddie, Skip, and me, Sally, this is me, Sally, saying bye-bye. The best of frantic times with the frantics. I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto. And uh, we are about to go into another sketch uh, that's just innocently enough called Gallup Poll. After you finish listening to it and the rest of the show, um, you will find that there's a theme to this show. And it is... Sex. Sex. A little bit. Not too much. No. But there's uh, one, two, three, four, five... But yeah, about five more sketches where sex is re- referred to. Uh, it's funny because uh, we're very uncomfortable, the frantics being sexual. So, uh, that is in... Well, no, wait a minute. Because we're dirty, but yet being tender. Maybe it's being tender makes us uncomfortable. I, I thought you were implying that we were um, nervous about being sexual with each other. Oh, I am. Oh, I wasn't. Uh, let's, let's play a sketch. This is called Gallup Poll. And uh, you will laugh. Yes. Good afternoon, ma'am. I'm with the Grissel Research Laboratory of Interpersonal Studies. Would you mind answering some questions for a nationwide survey? Sounds interesting. Right. Um, are you A, married, B, single, or C, divorced? A. Hmm. Do you believe that extramarital relationships are on the rise in this country? Yes. <laughs> Do you think that this is A, positive, B, negative, or C, indifferent? A. Do you think that most women prefer A, macho men, B, intellectual men, or C, sensitive men? C. Would you like to step inside? Um, uh, yes, uh, thank you. Would you consider your husband to be A, jealous, B, understanding, or C, indifferent? D, out of town. <laughs> Please have a seat on the couch, the easy chair, or the love seat. Oh, the <coughs> love seat, thank you. <clears throat> Uh, do you think women should be aggressive or passive? Aggressive. Would you like a glass of A wine, B liquor, or C beer? A, please. <laughs> you seem flushed. True or false? Oh, um, true. <laughs> uh, do you uh, respond readily to physical stimulation? <laughs> yes. Oh, then do you prefer it when I A, rub your neck, B, knead your back, or C, Nibble your shoulders. C. Do you prefer A, my calves, B, my thighs, or C, my hips? D, all of the above. (laughs) Would you prefer to aid me in undressing, B, undressing yourself, or C, me naked? Delightful. (laughs) Allow me to remove your bra. True or false? True. True. Are you excited? Oh, undecided. But you will be soon. Oh, yes. Oh, your body's amazing, bewitching, seductive. D, fill in the blank. Oh, yes, yes. No. Yes. Yes. Multiple choice. Oh, oh, um, how often do you engage in government polls? Whenever possible. Would you be interested in a private interview back at my place? Undecided. Would my husband have access to the results of this survey? Don't worry, ma'am. This poll is entirely confidential. Good day. Good day. Hey, Mom, can I brush my teeth again? Sure, Petey, you go right ahead. 
Gee, honey, how come the kids love brushing their teeth all of a sudden? It's easy. I found a toothpaste that kids like. New Smack Toothpaste with the taste of heroin. Heroin? It's the one taste kids really go for again and again. Well, it sure puts a white smile on their faces. Yes, and a cheery red glow in their eyes. And I know they're brushing longer. Hours at a time. Hey, Mom, the tube, it's empty. Can you supply me with another? Sure, son. I have one right here. You want a brush, son? I want a brush, Mom. You really want a brush, don't you, son? I need to brush, Mom. He really wants to brush. Give Just... me the damn toothpaste! Boy, the kids were never like this with Colgate. <laughs> and it comes in two new flavors, Mexican mint and Turkish delight. <laughs> Smack toothpaste. You get a big rush with every brush. Give me a scotch straight. Yes, sir. Keep them coming. Merry Christmas. Is it? Hey, go easy on the sauce. What's eating you? Barbie. Some dame, huh? No, not some dame. Barbie. She ruined me. I remember the first time I saw Barbie. Was at the toy department at Eaton's. She had the most beautiful, long, blonde, rooted saran hair. You just wanted to run your finger through it. I remember I walked up to her and our eyes met. She returned my gaze unblinking. She was one in a million. Right then and there, I knew I had to make her mine, so, well, just swept her off her shelf, took her home with me, and... That was the beginning. Started to buy things for her. I bought her clothes, clothes, clothes. Barbie Malibu camper, Barbie beach house. Expensive, huh? Oh, I blew dozens of dollars on her. You know, she was always doing something, you know? She was skiing, swimming, dancing. Oh, how'd you keep up with her? Ah, oh, she made me feel like a kid again. Then one evening... We were both relaxing in her dream home. I decided it was time to make my move. I was sitting there in the living room and part of the kitchen. I remember my, dr- my drink went straight to my head when I saw her frolicking seductively in her daiquiri. The moment was right. I reached out and I... I touched her hand. For the first time in years, I was able to forget about Skipper. I grew bolder. I I leaned forward. I kissed her on the lips. Well, I kissed her on the whole face, actually. Almost swallowed her sunglasses. God, I was clumsy. But you know, Barbie never laughed. Even when I was fumbling with the delicate clasp on the back of her Malibu party dress. The flimsy garment slid away and she was naked before me. She had beautiful breasts. 
unblemished by stretch marks or nipples. I drew her close to my chest, and the room became a swirl of ecstasy, and then I I heard the strange clicking noise. It was a camera. I I whirled around, and there was Ken behind the waste paper basket. He had a Barbie Kodak camera set. He had the whole thing on film. Oh, God, it hit me like a ton of Lego. When the pictures hit Children's Digest, I was ruined. My wife walked out on me. Beautiful, chatty Kathy. After all these years, I tried to talk to her, but she just kept on saying the same thing. I'm having a birthday party. Would you like to come? I didn't think she had it in her. Skipper, Barbie, Francie, they're all the same. Here. A double on the house. Hey. Hey, thanks a lot. Are you married? Me? No. Take my advice. Stay away from the plastic ones under two feet tall. So the next bit that we've got here is called uh, taping of show warning. Um, back in the day, people were actually concerned about um, taping of copyrighted material. Now with the internet, there's no such thing as no such thing. Material. Everything is. But before fair you game. used to record it on the beta or the VHS. That's right, and there used to be a penalty for recording even on a cassette. So we created a series of sketches warning the audience not to tape the frantic time show because it was copyrighted. And and how did those sketches go, Paul? Not very well. No, how did sketch number one was kind of soft, bit lame, and two didn't work. But number three was number funny. Three, so number we... three is worth keeping. So let's pretend that there's been this is an escalating joke, and this is the this is the peak. This is the best this joke got. We interrupt this program for a warning. Our low frequency scanner shows that eleven people are illegally taping this show at this minute. That's eleven people spoiling it for the rest of us. We've got nine cassette recorders, one reel-to-reel, and a preschooler in Beaverton is finger-painting his impression of the show. (laughs) Now, we're going to wait right here until those recorders are turned off, okay? That's it. We'll just wait. You might as well turn them off. You're not going to hear anything. Your inconsiderate behavior is upsetting the audience here. Isn't that right? Are you getting upset? Yeah. And you're missing three good skits at this very moment. There's one, there's a great scene about this guy who pleads insanity at a parking ticket. It's really good. And, and then there's that other thing that, oh, and there's the striptease and nude mud wrestling with Canadian prime ministers. Yeah, they did it. They did it? Oh, yeah, good. Well, I figured that would do it. All right. We'll return now to Frantic Times already in progress. And Laura disappears into the slime as your Borden yanks off his muddy underwear and he bins him. Borden does it again. The world champion striptease mud wrestler. This is Donnie Droppings. Good night. I think this is the house for you. Mr. Funger, I would like to thank you so much for showing us around. Oh, yes, you've been so patient. We've had such a lovely outing. Well, I'm sorry that none of the houses I've shown you have satisfied you, Mr. and Mrs. Discerner. Oh, well, 
If this home does not meet our strict specifications, we shall merely try another real estate agent. You've tried them all. Oh. I'm the last agent in town. Oh, yes, my, what a pity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, but the Shaughnessy place here should be just what you're looking for. Well, it appears nice enough. You see, spacious front hallway, walnut panel. With a built-in hat rack? Yes, there's one right behind you. Oh. But we need a conversation pit. I hope this one will suffice. Oh, um, but the dining room. Yes. Is it a 10 by 10 by 10 cube exactly? With a four degree slope so that the tea cart rolls automatically. <laughs> 10 by 10 with a sloping floor. Ah, but we need a slingshot for shooting out dishes into the kitchen sink. <laughs> right here, Mr. Discerner. Hmm. Ah, well, uh, but uh, where is the den? We required a doorway into the den. Yes. Right where that wall is. Follow me, please. Through this secret passage. Hmm. No, no, no. No, no, we can't possibly take this house. This room is twice the size we wanted. Oh, not at all, sir. One of the walls is a mirror. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh look, Jupiter, dear, a pearl fireplace. So, are you folks sold on it? Many domiciles possess these simple amenities. We haven't seen the games room yet. Follow me. Ah, we shouldn't have to walk. Well, of course not. Down the slide. <coughs> you call this a games room? Yes, the, the roof is far too low for our Douglas fir tree collection. Well, the <laughs> previous owners had the same problem. The roof rises. But, but, but what of my harem? My lion's den, my roller coaster. Right here, harem. Lion's Den And the roller coaster Well We don't want to rush into any purchases, you know What do you mean? Well, we'll have to discuss it After you've run every agent in town ragged But you see You're just looking for an excuse Wait a minute, wait a minute What's that on the wall? Oh, Phoebe, dear, it's a cockroach. Oh, no. And there's another by your foot, Jupiter. You never told us this place was infested with cockroaches. Oh, did, didn't I? Well, well you it's see It's perfect. That... Exactly what we wanted. What? We'll sign here. We'll take it. Oh, yes. great. Give sign here. Give it to me. Why won't you sit by my side, pretty darling? Why won't you sit here and tell me you care? Sit by my side, pretty darling. Okay, suit yourself. Sit over there. You're listening to the best of the frantic time. A plus, C minus, <coughs> B plus. <coughs> Not now, please. I'm very busy. It's Principal Strickland. Oh. Oh, Principal Strickland, sorry to be so rude. Please come in. <laughs> Hello, Miss McQuaig. Oh, grading tests in your spare. Yes, oh, I must look a sight. <laughs> no worse than usual. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, a sign. I'm just marking the girls' health exams. Oh, how is, how is sex education coming along? Oh, please, Principal Strickland, we don't call it... Sex. We call it health. <laughs> are, are you embarrassed by the word sex? Well, we don't like to use the word <laughs> We call it health. 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 Well, sure, sure. Um, um, 
Oh, Miss McQuaig, Miss McQuaig, Miss McQuaig. Yes, Principal Strickland, Principal Strickland, Principal Strickland. Oh, please, call me Al. May I call you... Hildegard. Oh, Hildegard. No, Hilda. No, Hilly. Uh, Miss McQuaig, <laughs> you're not a happy woman, are you? Oh, well, I can't complain. Are you? Miserable. People aren't very nice to you, are they? Oh, they treat me just... Are they? Like dirt. They're so cruel. They don't call me names behind my back. They shout them right in my face. The students here can be so callous. I'm talking about the staff. Miss McQuaig, I was sitting in my office on a pile of field hockey equipment, and I was dreaming, daydreaming, really, Mm -hmm. and I wondered... What if, what if you were like those women in the movies? Principal Strickland. What? Oh, not those kind of movies, <laughs> you know, not the sexy movies. I mean, the the healthy movies. No, I, I mean those old romantic movies. You know, the old ones from the forties, the black and white, the ones I used to love. You know, where the the quiet mousy woman who stood silently by the hero, and then suddenly she turned out to be beautiful when she took off her glasses and let down her hair. I loved those movies. There was one on last night. Yeah, Rendezvous in Tangier. With John Gardner and Betty Davis. I wondered if you could be my Betty Davis. I I wonder if you took off that canvas pantsuit and, and those Coke bottle glasses, you'd be a completely different woman. Oh, Al, is it possible? Dare I? Take off those glasses. Oh, yes! Oh, sorry. Whatever. Now, turn around and let down your hair. All right. There. No, no, there it goes. Now, now, don't turn and face me yet. Undo your blouse a button. One, two, three. Three. Now, now, Now take a deep breath. Throw back your hair. Now turn around. Be my Betty Davis. Yes! There! Am I all you expected? Oh, you look so different. I'm beautiful? You're different. <laughs> Betty Davis. Well, no, I, Irene Dunner or Robert Mitchum, I don't know, but, but you're new. It's just like the movies. You are different. There's a different woman under there. It's so romantic. Oh, Hildegard. Oh, oh Hilda, Hilda. Oh, you there? Come to me. Oh, Al, I'm yours. Take me and let's have health. Oh, help me. Help me. <laughs> Okay, we're now coming up to the penultimate moment in the show. Penultimate is? That is one more sketch. Big words. Uh, This song is called Going Home Alone, and uh, I believe it was brought in by Dan. It's a disco song. It turned into a disco That's song, fine. but it started as a, as a bit of a folky number. The audience liked it. And actually, we, uh, when we went into studio uh, to record our, uh, our best material, we took this song in. So there's a studio version of this around somewhere, too. So this is called Going Home Alone. And I think it features Dan doing most of the singing I, with I uh, Carolyn so. J. Scott in Correct. the background wailing away. Oh, she was good. She was great. Going Home Alone. Here it is. I'm standing in a pickup joint, a diamond in my ear. 
I'm sure I've got what ladies want, but it's becoming clear. I'm going home alone. I'm going home alone. My adjustable bed will be set for one instead. I'm going home alone. Ooh, ooh. I talk about massages to get the girls real hot. I stare right at their blouses and I say rude words a lot. I glued a toupee on my chest to guarantee romance. I nudged and leered at all the girls, but all they do is dance. I'm going home alone. I'm going home alone. Oh, why can't they see? I could show them ecstasy. But I'm going home alone. That's it for this podcast. This has been the best of Frantic Times, written and performed by The Frantics. Paul Chatham. Yep. That's me. Rick Green. He's not here. Dan Redican. He's not here. Peter Wildman. But I am. He sure is. All 50 pounds of them. <laughs> with appearances by Maggie. I wish. By, you've withered away. That's what, with the voice work of Maggie Butterfield, okay. Mag Ruffman, Carolyn Scott, and special thanks to sound effects from Kathy Perry and David Milligan, the original producer. Ding, ding, ding. Find us on thefrantics.com. Or Facebook. The Best of Frantic Times was produced by Derek Wellsman. Boot to the head! With his guide cap. Boot to the head!